What's up, everybody? It's your girl Jade here. And this week on Black Plant Chick Podcast, I am joined by the beautiful Jairika Guest, or you may know her as Jai Plants on Instagram. We talk all about her career as an actor, dancer, poet, and intimacy coach. Now, before I let you listen to this episode, I want to briefly tell you about my sponsors. This week, the podcast is sponsored by Plant Blurred, where horticulture meets nerd culture. Check out Plant Blurred on Instagram at plant, B-L-E-R-D. And for those who do not know what Plant Blurred means, it is a black nerd who loves plants. Next up, and no stranger to the room, we have Black in the Garden. In a world where all the garden fairies are white and black farmers make up 2% farming, Black in the Garden podcast is here to represent and amplify black voices of plant professionals and enthusiasts. Now, catch up on this ep- on episode themes ranging from mental health, setting intentions with plants, to floral design, and international ar- agriculture. <laughs> Season 4 kicks off this summer of 2021. Last but not least, also sponsoring the pod- the podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. Also sponsoring the podcast, we have Planted Ton. Planet Ton is an online plant shop that offers a large selection of plants, planters, plant accessories, and they accommodate to the greenest of thumbs or the new plant owners. They also teach you proven ways to best care for your new plants through their free online membership platform. Check out Planted Sun on Instagram at plant underscore it underscore T-O-N underscore L-L-C. <laughs> All right, you guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me know on Instagram at Black Plant Chick. Leave a review, subscribe to this podcast, give it a thumbs up. Do not forget to pre-order your copy of Affirmations for a Plant Parent at plantaffirmations.com because the pre-ordering window will be closing soon. Now, without all of my mess ups, enjoy the show. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Black Plant Chick Podcast. I am your Black Plant Mama Jade, and this is yet another episode, one that I can guarantee you will be one for the books, as all my shows are, especially in this season. I've had some incredible guests, and this guest will not disappoint. Um, Gosh, where are we at? So this is June. This is my birthday month when this episode comes out. No telling what else I have going on. I know that my book is still available for pre-ordering. So make sure you pre-order Affirmations for a Plant Parent. You can get that at plantaffirmations.com. I don't know. Follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty sure I got something else going on that you don't know anything about. Um, But head over to my Instagram page and check that out. Um, I don't think I have any other church announcements. So let's get on. And I would like to welcome my guest, Jairika, or you all may know her as Jai Plants on Instagram. Jai, welcome to the Black Plant Chick Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. You're hello, welcome. hello, everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Today has been pretty nice. Chicago weather is holding up, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it. <laughs> right, right. Listen, that's how I feel about Georgia. It's like, mm. oh, so we want to shine today. Okay. 
Okay. I got you. I got I got some clothes to go with this. Because <laughs> you just never know. You got to have that jacket ready. You got to have the windbreaker. Or you got to have the car. Listen, <laughs> all of it. You have to have it ready just in case. And a pair of mm. shorts just in case. Um, well, welcome. I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. When I heard about your story, I was listening to Brown Skin Plant Mama, um, mm. her live IG series. And my um, audience is really familiar with Veronica because she's been mm. a guest host on the show for quite some time. Um, and we're Veronica actually, she is. <laughs> and so by the time this episode comes out, everyone will already know. So I can say it here today, but let's just keep it here today until it, this episode <laughs> comes out. Um, but me and Veronica are actually working on our very own podcast together called The Plant Wind Down. And I am so excited about that. So it feels good to bring people into the podcasting world. I love podcasting. Um, but when I saw, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's what we got going on. Um, and by this time, everyone will already know what we're doing. Um, but when I saw that um, IG Live series, it was really good. So I mm-hmm. I am horrible at catching everyone's series because... <laughs> I be so busy. Like Mm -hmm. during the times that people are going live, I'm also working and recording Mm -hmm. a podcast or being a mom or doing all these different things. And Mm -hmm. it's just so hard for me to put it on because I want to be able to watch. I don't want to just be able to hear. I want to be able to be Mm -hmm. active in the comment section. But it just so happened that this particular evening I got to catch um, your live with her. And it was great. I mean, your story, Mm -hmm. everything that you have going on, but I can go on and on about that, but I want you to Mm -hmm. tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and, um, we're going to get into more of what you're doing, but just tell us about you. (laughs) Uh, no, thank you for that. My Mm -hmm. name is Jerika Guest. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky, but I currently hail in Chicago. I am both, uh, or both. I am several things in the artistic community, Um, actor, dancer, poet, intimacy director, and in the middle of this um, pedagoga slash um, Rice Krispie Treat (laughs) slash uh, PlayStation 3 and 5, I also um, started a plant page called Jai Plants with a Z at the end. And in that, I mean, I uh, first just really love plants. They got me through grad school and they got me through living in Chicago when it was mm-hmm. definitely cold. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, honestly, I really was excited about um, starting a page and I didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's really uh, a little bit about me before we we delve we deeper. In. Yes. So I have one question, and I'm just going to yeah. kind of jump to this one. An intimacy mm-hmm. director. Tell us what mm-hmm. that is exactly. An intimacy director is simply the person that uh, both choreographs and advocates for actors who are creating intimate scenes on stage or on uh, for film, and oh, so. Wow. 
Yeah. So it's it's something that's a twofold where it's uh, it serves as choreography and just like creating beats. But then it's another level of like cultural sensitivity and cultural um, consciousness. When we think about the industry, we have so many different or we see so much on television. And a lot of times people don't know the back end work to like create intimate scenes and intimacy mm you know, runs the gamut of sexual violence yes. or, you know, self-pleasure or domestic violence, like, or just sex in general, just right. listen, you know, right, <laughs> so, right, like sex that people want. So listen, okay. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, my work is, is uh, really just designing that with the actors and artists. And mm-hmm. so that way they also know that they can like set boundaries with each other. They can mm-hmm. ask for consent. They can, you know, um, really define the ways in which they create this work and no one feels traumatized after the experience. Oh, I absolutely love that. <laughs> I, I do because so recently I heard a news article. Um, well, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't an article. It just was, I saw something on Instagram. So there's this, this director or casting director, um, who was, who, who has helped a lot of very famous people get into films, but Mm. he started to, um, get a lot of women who were doing smaller films. And he Mm. recently, told them that they were going to be going out for a big role, but it was as a stripper. Um, Mm. And so he brought them in to do all of these different performances that they would possibly do um, in this film. But turns out that he was just using that for his personal use. But Mm. when I think for some reason, when I think about an intimacy director, even in that case, I feel like that person would have even been able, if they had that kind of person on set Mm -hmm. at the casting calls, they may have been able to like help these women to not feel pressured to do something that they ultimately feel uncomfortable with. Yeah. Um, Like I can see that position being used across like the board. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. in so many different ways. Shoot, even in the bedroom. I mean, I know you can't have the intimacy director in the bedroom with you, but like <laughs> if that person was there to talk to you guys, like what a therapist would do. But yeah, you know, um, I love that. That's just something that jumped out for me when I was mm-hmm. reading up about you. And I think that's incredible. No, thank you. It is, it is definitely something that I participated in after um I booked a leading role in a show in Chicago that mm-hmm. um, I did, you know, it was a, it was an amazing experience, but what I learned from it is um, the intimacy director that I had, she was just very patient and mm-hmm. she was also uh, building in a lot of the ensemble work so that it wasn't just me that was, because my character was just as much as she was the lead, she was the one that was uh, receiving the most abuse from six other gotcha. characters. And so, you know, that can bring up trauma. It could, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like the culture within the industry is starting to change and Mm -hmm. more people, especially since uh, the Me Too movement, which, you know, yes, that became popular a few years ago, but Mm -hmm. the idea of like intimacy direction and this talk of you know, advocacy in these spaces, Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about like white patriarchal spaces and Mm -hmm. how, you know, um, a lot of actors, um, uh, 
no matter the gender, feel like they are jeopardizing their career Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. say no. Um, Mm -hmm. It is imperative to have someone that is in the room to say like, hey, you as actor, you shouldn't have to worry about not being able to like be who you be the best person that you can be because you right. this role. like, and so, right. and directors right. and producers have to be held accountable and, you know, everyone really has to be held accountable. So how do we do that and make sure that people don't feel like, well, after this, I can never work in this town again. You know? wow. So it's, yeah, it's, it runs deep and it's a historical, um, I would say damage that we're trying to fix. And so to have that or um, BIPOC, queer bodies, non-binary bodies, individuals in the space, really, I've, I've enjoyed being able to hear from actors say like, you know, I, I wish I had this when I was first getting out of school, or right, I wish right. that someone told me that I was, that I could say no when I did all of these other projects and just felt completely uncomfortable, but did nothing with it because I just thought that that was supposed that to was what you just said. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And do you hear that echo? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Let me see. I'm trying to see if it's maybe I turn my value down. Can you turn yours down just a little? Maybe let's see where it's coming from. How's that? Uh, how do I, I it's good. Okay. I don't hear it. Okay. Um, perfect. So that it's, it's interesting and we'll get into all the other stuff too, but mm-hmm. I remember, and I'm not an actor or anything like that. I, I would, I would love to be able to do some improv, but I know, you know, my boundaries and that ain't <laughs> it. Um, but when I first moved to Georgia, um, I was sort of filling myself out. I was very young and mm-hmm. I, found myself leaning into the world of um, like modeling, but Mm. sort of risque and go-go dancing, like all these different things. And it led me into so many different areas. And I remember this one time I went to an audition for Mm. a calendar and all of the girls, it's so funny because a lot of the girls that were there are Instagram models now. Right. <laughs> um, so clearly they kept doing what they were doing. Um, but <laughs> I remember at that casting call, we went into this room and there was a guy on this projector. There were several other guys in the room, which definitely made me feel um, very small. And I was uncomfortable. We had to wear lingerie. Um, but I remember the guy saying, you know, this role, you, to be in this calendar, you have to show body parts, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you don't have to remove your top. And I just remember sitting there like, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen this calendar and I didn't see any breast or anything like that. I saw mm-hmm. bodies in lingerie. But so why do I have to show my boobs? And I remember just standing there and then... Mm-hmm walking out because I felt so uncomfortable, but there were so many other girls that because they wanted that, that Mm -hmm. role, that job that did it, they did it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's just crazy that that keeps happening. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that I'm always uh, conscious about, especially when, and again, this, this goes to the broader conversation of like, who's all in the room and who's at the table Mm -hmm. because if you do have more, you know, women or femme identifying individuals in the space, mm-hmm. you have more consciousness that like, you know, yes. this doesn't feel right, you know? Right. And so who's at the helm of these projects? 
And you have oftentimes a lot of um, men that will, you know, that have um, staked claim and um, been the people to call the shots. And so it is, it is a, it speaks to the broader conversation about like patriarchy and, and, and who, who says what is, you know, allowed, because I, I think like that is a part where it's like, you should have an advocate for something like that, or you yeah. shouldn't feel like if I say no, that is the end. Um, and, and unfortunately, um, that happens so much still. Um, but I feel like, again, there's, there are more people. I know HBO a few years back, they decided that for any shows and films that they produce, they will have, if um if the script calls for like intimacy coordination, mm-hmm. they will hire an intimacy coordinator. So it's built in now for like something as large as HBO, whereas before it wasn't. Like um the show Deuce, the Deuce, yeah. yeah, they they actually had an intimacy coordinator on set. Um, and then they also made sure that the actresses, because they were playing prostitutes, they were also able to like look behind the camera and see what was being created. So again, it's a collaborative effort versus, you know, this um, uh, predatorial right, type right. of vibe. And uh, it's, I, I mean, I, I can't say that it's, it's changing everywhere, but it's definitely shifting. Right, so right. I, I am very proud to be a part of the shift. Well, we thank you for the work mm-hmm. that you are doing and continuing to show up for actors everywhere. Um, we appreciate oh, yeah. that. <laughs> but let's, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit and um, tell us about your yeah. plant origin story. Where did this all begin for you? Mm, it's so funny. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was, I just went back home to surprise my mom and my grandma um, for Mother's Day and I was talking to my granny and I do at this point in her life, I do have to remind her that um, of like this, the same story. She, mm-hmm. she follows. <laughs> she has an Instagram. <laughs> so uh, my mom doesn't have an Instagram, but my granny does. Oh, so, oh okay. Yep. I know. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, but my grandma actually uh, was the person that if I can recall a, a memorable time in growing up to see someone tend to garden Mm -hmm. it was my grandmother and uh from there I kind of like saw this like meditative practice that I was really fascinated by and women of her generation and uh before her like they didn't have they didn't label those things they just did it and so um since I didn't really have too many plants um like in my adulthood like in my 20s but in grad school, I realized that I needed just one. So mm-hmm. I had, and I still have the same lucky bamboo that oh, got me through. It's, it's the adorable one. Like they would have it at the beauty supply store. Oh, <laughs> like, mine's is huge now. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. This is before, you know, plants were booming. Yes. So I was just like, I just need a plant, just one, because I have not a lick of green in my place. (laughs) And then when I moved to Chicago and dealt with this cold out here, I was like, you know what? I I'm not like I need my home to kind of, you know, speak to me. And when I take my cape off from being outside, I just I need I need Mm -hmm. some type of green growth oasis situation popping on the inside. And 
I, at first, and I'll, I'll tell anybody, especially as a, as a consultant and a lot of clients are like, they just keep dying. I just like the look of it. <laughs> I have been that. <laughs> so I was like up on the aesthetic. So probably about five years ago, five, four or five years ago, I was in that boat where I was just like, buy a plant, kill a plant. Buy a plant, <laughs> kill that plant. Like it just kept happening. I was not thinking about the longevity of it. And then... Something happened where the shift just became like, I really want to see, I think because I also had a friend who showed me like a plant that she's had in her family and one that uh, she's just been um, tending to for years. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a jade plant. Oh, um, I know Jade. Huh? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, I want that. And so I was like, I think I need to start really paying attention yep. to what each plant needs. And so down that rabbit hole of YouTube and, you know, plenty of plant books, I was just like, I get it now. Like, I love this and I need this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not getting any warmer in Chicago and like winters feel much longer than they used to. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, I just, I, I needed that. And so that's truly what happened after a breakup after the lucky bamboo, it was a Sansevieria mm-hmm. and uh, she held on strong. And then it was a jade plant that lasted for a little while. And then after that, I was like, okay, now I really want to create like a reciprocal relationship right. with these right. plants. And so uh, that's, that's really how it came about both my granny and the Chicago winters because they'd be disrespectful. <laughs> I can only imagine. I haven't been to Chicago yet, but I hear stories. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the lake effect alone, it's just rude. It's yeah. unnecessarily rude. <laughs> mm. I can only imagine. I can just, it, yeah. I couldn't even imagine like wanting to do like, I love having an outdoor space, garden Mm. outside, being able to grow outside. I could only imagine what it would be like to be in a place so cold, weather is crazy. I'm like, oh my God, I just put my plants outside. Now they're down the street. (laughs) (laughs) And see, I keep telling people, I'm like, the day, the day I get an outdoor space, you Mm -hmm. can't tell me nothing. Like, (laughs) you will not, I will be that, I will be that plant woman. Don't worry. Yeah, listen. if, If there's anybody that's curious on what, I will, who I will be and what I will look like in mm. 20, 30 years. Mm. I already have that idea. Me too. <laughs> oh, let's share. Let's share. You go first. What okay. is yours? <laughs> uh, I will definitely be the neighbor that has peppers, uh, tomatoes, and microgreens ready for everyone. Uh, I will be attached to the community garden. Like it will be like, it'll be a, an annex. <laughs> Yes. To my backyard. Yes. Um, I will have the garden hat. I will have the garden gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have uh, the culottes. I will have it all. And mm-hmm. I will, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to, oh my, who, who, it's uh, Alfre Woodard. I forget what uh, movie she played in where she was like picking, picking uh, some tomatoes. And I was like, yep. I feel like I know what you, I see. You know what? When you say her name, I see a thousand movies crossover. Because okay. <laughs> she's been in so many. 
oh my she's god underrated people don't realize listen on offer she she been in it she been she, in it okay because what was that last one she was in it was juanita or mm. something like that and she had a love interest and it was like a somewhat mm. younger gentleman yeah oh, oh yeah well, i think it's called like juanita. when she just played in uh what was it black lightning mm-hmm. like I was like, well, come on, Afrik. Like, she can <laughs> always, she's always played, like, or not always, but she can step into, like, a vindictive character yes. very well. Like, and when she does, I was just like, <laughs> back up. Like, y'all need to, y'all need to know. Give but her I, space. I, now I'm trying to think about it. It'll come to me later. I'll be like, Dang. okay. But, well, yes. I, I love that. For me, I see, and this is almost, so I don't know how young you are, um, but I am almost 40. Um, and so for me, this what? is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so for me, this goal is something that I see within the next five to maybe mm. seven years. Um, but I would like to become a homesteader. I see myself, mm. I'm already in a house, but I want, I would like to be on more land and I mm-hmm. want to further out. Um, if I stay in Georgia, I would prefer to be a little bit um, more out of the city. I'm mm-hmm. not too much of a city girl. So I love, I would love to be out of the city. I want a house that is not a part of a, um, an HOA. I mm. would like to have hella land in the front yard and backyard. Mm. And I would like to grow all over my space, be living, providing food from, for other people. But I mm-hmm. see, I see Khalees. And that's where I want to be. That's that's it. That's good. Okay. That's good. Like, that's- I would love to host like farm to tables. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, that yes. would be the, the, the dream. Yeah. I really just want to be, now that I think about it, like Khalees and Tanny, I I am aloe lover. Like I've hmm. I've also told Tanny this. <laughs> I don't care. Let me see if that um, I am aloe lover. Yes, follow her because legit, she's 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 whole goals, whole hmm. plant goals. Like oh, she follows me. Goals. It's always crazy when people follow me, and I'm like, how do I? I didn't even know that you were. Just get like, ready, get ready. Oh, like God. she has the whole look, and I've told her several times. I'm like, I, I, I want to be yes. like <laughs> whenever I, you are listen, passing the torch. Listen, I'm ready. <laughs> I I watch Kalise her videos all the time mm. when she goes live. And um, I don't eat meat the way that she does. I only eat seafood. Um, but okay. I still would love to be able to have animals just to be able to have. I don't need, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing anything with them, but just to be able to have. And I just want that space. I can just see myself waking up in the morning, tending to my land, having people mm-hmm. come out to volunteer and showing them around my space like that. And it's crazy because I didn't realize that that was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even when I got into this plant space, but I started volunteering at local farms here okay. in Atlanta. And once I started really getting out there and putting my hands in different dirt and touching roots mm. and you know, using the tools and being sore the next morning Mm -hmm. and just the joy because I would do it on Sundays, the Mm -hmm. way that it would change my mood for the week was just like, oh my gosh, this is where I need to be. And then one morning I woke up and I was like, that's what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. Lord, like, you know, I'm following 
every every gift that he has given me, I've been able to work in, thank God. And I've been able to show up in them. And so I'm just like, all right, if that's where you want me to go, because for some reason you're making that dream clear to me, then that's where I'm going to be. And I can see it. I can feel it. I can smell it mm-hmm. like, ugh. I want it now, but I'm going to be patient. <laughs> Come on. I speak that. I, I send that out into the universe yes. and pray for that for you. Because that sounds amazing. And I think I'll just invite like, you out from Chicago. I'll be like, Jai, come we, on. You can stay a week. You can have the room over the down word. there. <laughs> say the word. Well, because there's also, and I, I always forget what it's called, um, where people like stay on spaces. Like they mm-hmm. stay on uh, people's like... Um, uh, like, uh, not resorts, but um, they stay in their spaces. Not it's like uh, co-op. Well, no, maybe yeah, not it's co-op. like a co-op where yeah. they like they spend a few months and they're like yeah. they you know essentially like work yeah. and you know but they are able to kind of like create again this like very communal atmosphere which I right. love. Like, I'm here for that, and I think that that's so necessary, especially for us. Um, I feel like there's nothing wrong with us like reconnecting to the land. I've it's, always it's incredible. Them. It's yeah. a, it's incredible. And it's one of those things that, you know how when you finally figure something out, you're almost mm-hmm. upset that you didn't figure it out sooner. But mm-hmm. when it comes to this and us reconnecting, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because I don't think that I would have appreciated what I'm learning now yeah. if I would have connected like this back then. I was young before I had a kid. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was, I I know when my dad would have me out in the garden, it was a chore to me. Like I was Mm. like, when will this be done? Although (laughs) all of those skills that I learned at that time I'm using now. Um, So I can just appreciate it so much better. And then now having a child who Mm. I can take out there with me, who's also planting things and he's able to see it grow. Mm -hmm. Like the other day he said to me, he was just like, wow, look at me out here loving plants just like you. (laughs) Break me down. Break me down. That is my favorite thing to see. (laughs) I remember when I first started my plant page, there was this uh, woman that messaged me because I was posting about like re um trying to uh root my avocado mm. uh, seed and mm-hmm. she was like I'm gonna use that I'm gonna try that out with my son and then she sent me and tagged me to videos with her son yes. starting to root his avocado and I don't have kids I have I have my dog okay I, legit, I was like oh, okay well uh you know like just pull my ovaries now because that just hurt. That 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 was a good hurt to see because I was like, oh yes, I was. Yeah. That just makes me so happy to see that people are like, especially in the middle of this like period. It yeah. was this. It, it just felt good to see that somebody was like, okay, I can. This is a good activity for my child. And my it's child a different level play. of bonding um, because I don't want to play PlayStation. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I'll wrestle here and there, but like <laughs> for the most part, I don't want to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I have a, a boy, 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 boy. Like he <laughs> likes to like jump off of stuff and, you know, and sometimes I just don't want to do that. And I'm all, mm-hmm. I'm so busy. So to be mm-hmm. able to, to bring him in on the things that I have going on um, and to include him, but he also enjoy it. And we're bonding over that. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And I definitely Mm -hmm. recommend any parent out there who loves plants and has kids, 
figure mm-hmm. out a way to get them involved. Sometimes it's kind of hard, especially when they're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But there are so many ways that you can do it. Um, teach them, like show them the more, the the plants, I don't really want to say rare, but the mm-hmm. ones that are really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gosh, it, I just saw the word and it floated away. But the plants that you don't really see. And get them okay. into those, you know, those real mm-hmm. tropical, yeah. you know, they grow crazy. They look like butts, all kinds, you know, get them <laughs> into those crazier looking plants. Yeah. Figure out a way to connect them. Teach them how to build a terrarium. Like all this, so uh, many other things yeah. that you can do aside from just repotting a plant with your kid. You know, mm-hmm. you can do other things, but it's it's such a great bonding experience um, as is. a parent. And it just helps because I ain't getting on a PlayStation. I mean, we're of the generation that like went outside, you know, like we had, we had Nintendo, we had Atari, we had, you know, but it's like, Jai, we used to be outside the, all the generation day. Go outside. All day <laughs> yeah. long. I remember <laughs> when I was younger, I'm from Richmond, California, and okay. we used to play outside all day long and be up mm. the block, around the corner, down the street. Mm-hmm. I would end up I would end up in places that like I knew I had no business being in. But as long <laughs> as I was home when I needed to be home, it was all yep. good. But yeah. just the we played outside of my uh granny's house. Um we had barefoot street races. Yes. We went to the corner um like convenience store. Mm-hmm. We I mean like everything was like right there. And then the only time that we were allowed to stay out beyond like when the uh, street lights came on mm-hmm. um, in Louisville was when I had a, um, I had an aunt who uh, has since passed, but she was the aunt that could tell ghost stories oh, wow. under the street lights. Ooh. And because she was, yeah. And she was good. I was like, Dang, you should have been an actor. Like, I just thought, like, I look back and think about like some of my, like, and, and they, and she was the, um, uh, what family members would be like, you know, she troubled or she, you know, she's gone through some trials. Okay. And, okay. But I'm sorry, uh, real good then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I never like vilified her and I don't vilify, you know, cause you just never know. And yeah, from what I've also learned too, it's like, she's, she was, there were, she just had many afflictions. I'll just say that. And okay. so I will, uh, I, I, I think back to, when I knew her or when I was around her as a child and I was scared because one, Mm. she, you know, people always had something to say about her, but they also respected her too. So you couldn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't cross her because she will let you have it and talk right. She will read your whole life. Oh, I love it like that. (laughs) Yay. And then like when she actually told these ghost stories, she was so animated, and I was like, "I'm not going to bed." Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I see. Can I sleep with you, please, tonight? Right. You I did like, this. I'm like, this is going to happen tonight. <laughs> this is going like, to happen tonight. Oh my gosh! But we were always outside. Like that just made. I mean, that made the most of like so much of my childhood. I remember being outside, and wow. I think to I always. Um, I find myself whenever like I'm driving about or if I don't have like anywhere to be and I, I get to um, see there was one situation that happened last year that I was so grateful to watch. Uh, there was a fire hydrant that um, got tipped over. And so there was a spray of water and like kids 
were gathered. Yeah. And I missed that. I was like, that's an event. That's a that's a moment that I am so glad the kids of this generation get to have that experience right. because we had that all the time. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Like we didn't have a pool, but we got a busted fire hydrant and now we get a party. Like <laughs> Okay. And everybody be soaking wet. Everybody, you didn't have to worry about nobody's hair, nothing. We was like, cool. <laughs> we at the pool. Oh my gosh, the good old days. Uh, wow. Yes. Mm. Simple gift. Ugh, I love it. <laughs> well, I there is another um sort of question that I want to ask mm-hmm. that I think is really important, especially as a plant parent. I know for me, um, since I've been in this plant space, I have seen more. Um, personal healing. Mm. Uh, I've been able to witness healing within other people. And so before I got into the plant world, um, and I I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but just in case Mm. you haven't heard, but before I got into the space, I was an erotic storyteller. Mm. I um, had a podcast, wrote erotic books. I was hosting erotic events. I was all in that space. Um, But it, it it was amazing, but I had to sort of pivot. And I did this last year because I was pouring so much of myself into that field of work. And Mm -hmm. the stories that I would hear from people who were just not being fulfilled sexually and Mm -hmm. who, who wanted to understand their bodies more and, and how to get in touch with their partners and how to be Mm -hmm. honest with them. Just as much as I loved being there for those people at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I was drained. And mm. I was so drained to the point that I realized that this this was no longer serving me. And mm. I hated to walk away from it because I know that I was doing the work. But mm. as I get older, I'm realizing more and more now that unless this thing is making me happy as well, then yeah. why am I in that space? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to be in any space that you're working in for you to also gain gain some sort of, I don't know, just understanding of who you are, be Mm. able to sleep at night because you feel good about the work that you did. You're Mm. excited to wake up the next morning to create. So I think that it's really important to be in a space that provides that for you, especially as a creative, because you Mm. have more creative control. Um, you yeah. know, in our in our regular nine to five jobs, we may not have that type of control, but for those of us who are creatives, we do. And so I had mm-hmm. to move away from that. But I'm realizing as I get into as I'm deeper in this plant space that the healing is incredible. Um, mm. so I wanna ask you, why do you believe that plants are so essential to our mental health? Hmm. I know that was a no, no, no. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. And I want to say thank you for also like your contribution to people's work in sexual health. I think that is such a is still such a taboo (sighs) area for Mm -hmm. people to delve into, um, especially women. Yeah. And there's there's so much confinement and uh, lack of freedom there. It's It's it it's one of the things, and I'm gonna let you continue. But it's one okay. of the things that makes me so emotional because mm. I look at my story, and I about a year ago I started writing sort of my sex memoir, okay. and I had to put it down because as I unfold these stories of things that I've I've experienced, 
I realized that there's trauma in in mm. these stories. Um, mm-hmm. And at the at the time, of course, I thought it was satisfying. And then when I look back at it and I dissect it and I really just step outside of myself, it's like, oh, my God. You know, and so I had to put the book down because I was just like, okay, I don't know if I'm ready to like yeah. uncover some of these things. And so just mm-hmm. to see so many women like myself who who it wasn't until we were much older that we even mm-hmm. experienced our first orgasm or were even yeah. to, to even vocalize what we wanted in the bedroom. I mean, yeah. I've met women who were in their 50s and 60s who were just like, I've never had one. Mm-hmm. I've never told my husband this or that, or women who have stepped outside of their marriage because their husbands are no longer satisfied. It's just, oh. No, it's, it's, it's a a real thing. Um, no, I, that's why I, I applaud you because I, I know even in the work of like intimacy direction, that conversation comes Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes people, um, are like, you know, they associate, okay, well I do this in the bedroom, but not everyone is like Mm -hmm. openly, you know, sexual or sensual with right. like a lot of we have a lot like a lot of people and I'll even you know use myself as an example are very awkward right. <laughs> and it's like that's okay too yeah. and it's like and when you've also built this mentality that like you you know can and should be you know sultry and seductive and all right. of this that's that that is valid too and it all sounds good. It sounds so it good. It sounds good. But it's like, if you're not, that's okay too. Right. And I think that there's been an attachment specifically for um, uh, non, or just for, for Black women, I feel like have who have been like highly objectified and sexualized yep. to yeah. uphold this look or this facade. And it doesn't serve us. Like it's not true because some of us still are trying to like connect to our bodies or have yet to connect to it because mm-hmm. someone told us that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, to your question, as far as, uh, how it's essential to our mental health, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, I would have to say that for plants, whenever I think about, um, process mm-hmm. and like patience, that is, truly something that I look to my plants for. Um, I think I come from and surround and surround myself, not on purpose, but it just so happens to be around a lot of people that are like constantly grinding, constantly, you know, impatient and trying to find the next thing. But it is essential to our mental health to see something gradually bloom Mm -hmm. um and you know or gradually decompose even Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we don't we you know we'll celebrate the the buds that'll show up and we're like Mm -hmm. yes that's affirmation Mm -hmm. but sometimes we don't know what to do when you know the the bloom of the peace lily starts to give out but it's like that's okay too so I think that's a natural process (laughs) yeah um I I always think about uh, Corinne Belly Ray, when oh, she, okay. when her husband died, um, she talked about how, how she looked to her garden and she was able mm-hmm. to understand process and kind of heal somewhere after he committed suicide. Yeah. And I think that there is something about even that where, I, and I know it's not for, for everyone. And I definitely tell people, you know, it doesn't, it's not a replacement for therapy or psychotherapy. Like 
do what you need to do, you know, and speak to someone. But is it something that you can you can experience without um, going on the internet and getting a quick fix, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Googling these things? Is it something that you can experience quietly? Yes. And I think that that is something that more of society needs because we don't, I feel like that there's a, a fear of quiet because then our, 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 our thoughts can like get the best of us, but it's, it's, it's why people, you know, worry about like meditate or have a hard time meditating Mm. (laughs) or like, I got some meditation stories. Yeah. It's like when you, you know, when you actually allow yourself time to like sit still and be quiet, you can see the movement of things like shift for you. So Mm. I look, I think that, um, plants give you like the best and again, like uh, like the the most natural example. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I, I think that plants will teach you to slow down and mm-hmm. and to teach you to listen when no mm-hmm. one is necessarily speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the message is there, and it may not be as clear as you want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. There are times where that message is so deep inside of you that in order for you to hear it, you have to be silent. You mm-hmm. have to sit with your <laughs> thoughts. I mean, as scary as it is, you mm-hmm. have to be in that place because those thoughts got to go somewhere. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, why not sit down, be quiet, allow those thoughts to flow? Because at times your thoughts will really uncover your fears and then mm-hmm. you can kind of see where you might need to improve. It's like, why do I keep going to this scary place? Why? Why is it every time I'm sitting here and I'm quiet, I keep going back to this moment that scared me? What is it that I'm afraid of when it comes to moving forward? How do I let go of this thing that hasn't even happened? Yeah. Like sometimes those fears are have not even happened and mm-hmm. we're so afraid to move forward and to and to fail. Or, you know, mm-hmm. that we don't even take a step forward. And plants have really shown me who I am on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and since then, I've been able to show others who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to sort of flip myself inside out. And I'm able to just give you all of me unapolog- mm-hmm. unapologetically. I don't, I don't act for approval from anyone. I'm not trying to be a part of every plant community out there. Mm-hmm. I am in a place in a place where I belong. And it was yeah. because of plants that I understood my role in this place right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm not and I'm not saying that every person that gets into plants has to become a, a, a an influencer or a right, um right. Uh, you know, a public figure, you can mm-hmm. just show your love. And I, you know, I, and I want to stay right there for a second because I see a lot of plant pages um, popping up left and right, left and right, left mm-hmm. and right. And I can only imagine the pressure that some of these people feel when they see other pages that are popping. They got all these yeah. other businesses around plants. If that's not for you, don't mm-hmm. force it. Because then you're going to stress yourself out. You're going to wonder why you haven't hit this number of followers. Mm-hmm. You're going to why you're you're going to wonder why your engagement is so low. Because maybe that just ain't for you, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's okay. okay. Like I think that that's a. I, I think 
I, I've even taken breaks and not like needing to announce it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? My main purpose on putting this together was to simply show off my plans and help people along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am um, one to be an empath. So there are a lot of things that come at me both through the work that I do and because I also work remotely a nine to five. Right. And so with all of those things, I need to, I need to recharge. I am an introvert naturally um, with like extrovert qualities, but I'm like, you know, I I need that recharge and I don't um, subscribe to just constantly going and putting something out because Mm -hmm. people need it. But Mm -hmm. I think that's also like that, like push and pull you know, that that idea where it's like, well, yes, we have plants that are teaching us to slow down. And yet we also have a, um, an engine like IG or Twitter or Facebook. That's like, keep putting out, keep doing it. Keep going. Listen, IG will forget about you in In a blink of an eye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, let me tell you, I took a break last year towards the end of the year. I, Mm -hmm. the end of my first season of the podcast was, Mm -hmm. was at an end and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to tune out. I've done everything that I could. I'm going to take a month and a half off. Mm -hmm. I went to my insights when I came back, the number of people who unfollowed me during that time Wow. was crazy. I was mm. like, y'all, just be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, it's so weird. People be like, how dare you? I'm like, right. okay. Oh, you taking like, a break? Okay. What? No. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally it is okay. Fine. It's okay. <laughs> I just, I I could not believe it. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even post anything. Like, y'all really yeah. unfollow me because I ain't been present on the ground? Like, right. No, it's <sighs> nice when uh, there's a few people like Lauren Bailey, Loki, Plant Crazy, and Shalom Parker, like, um, our planned ceramics. Or our hand ceramics. She, uh, they'll they'll hit up hit me up and be like, "Hey, you good?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm good." And I'm like, "Those are the people because they've been around and they yes, know they what know. I'm working on." Yeah, you know that means so much when they're like, "All right, cool," you know, and they right. they get it right. because they too are like deep in getting work done, but they're just right. like, "Look, I'm a I'm a post and put it out," but at the end of the day, my health counts much more than much more and you will be all right because you know what when i came back you know how many more followers i got and they stepped right back okay Okay. (laughs) quickly faster than they left no (laughs) oh my god don't stress me listen at all at all i (laughs) listen i tell my clients all the time you don't have to follow every person that follows you Stop. Okay. Do you know how many pages I've seen that are, that have forty thousand followers and are following two people? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they those people who are following them even care about that? No, they like their content. Yeah, that's all that matters. You can control what you see on your page. Mm-hmm. I don't want all that drama. I don't follow no shade room. Now, do I go over <laughs> there every now and then to go look? Of course, but okay, I don't follow. Just you know, know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like if I if I heard something in the news but I ain't see it, see it, I'm like, right. oh, let me go check this out real quick. Right. <laughs> but I don't follow none of that because I don't mm-hmm. want it in my in my space. Yeah, you control. Listen, because eventually social media gonna be done with anyways, and we're gonna be on to something else. Okay. Um, but wow, see, I told you this was gonna be a conversation that was gonna go <laughs> and go. Um, but I'm not gonna keep you uh, much longer. 
This was a great conversation. I definitely will have you back on season three. Mm -hmm. We'll jump back in to talk about more stuff because you do a lot. You're an actor, a dancer, a poet. Um, But I do want you to tell my listeners briefly about Rooted Mm -hmm. Stories. Yeah. So Rooted Stories um, started again in the middle of this pandemic. It was um, um, something that I drew from being, um, I have a master's in museum studies and I used to host a lot of different oral history interviews with people that were um, descendants of those that went to Julius Rosenwald's colored schools. And that's Mm. what it was called colored schools um, in the South. Mm -hmm. And there was one that was still standing in Grant County, Kentucky, that I um, was doing some research on when I was um, in my master's studies. And I have always enjoyed kind of just like collecting stories and hearing of them. And Mm -hmm. through this pandemic, so many people, especially within the artist community and, you know, um, worldwide, you know, lost their jobs and had to redefine their purpose and kind of like the day-to-day. And for people that look like me, I was also very interested in making sure like we were taking a moment to like document this time for us Mm -hmm. instead of (laughs) waiting for someone else to document and tell our stories. So Rooted Stories is a um, collection or it's an actual uh, multimedia zine that... So sorry. That's okay. um, <laughs> it's a multimedia zine that um, is a collection of both stories to do with plants in the pandemic or healing and plants, um, trial and tribulation, or just like funny stories as uh, I just was uh, talking to one of my friends whose grandmother recently passed, but she was telling me the story of like her grandmother being that woman that stole cuttings from funerals. And oh, then wow. And I just think that's like, she just, when talking to my friend about it, she was so tickled about that. And I just love that, like, she was sharing that memory with me. And just that idea of just, like, people who are holding on to things and using their plants as this kind of, like, catalyst to, to, um, to discuss it. And so... It has these stories, tutorials. It's definitely uh, derived from my grandmother's tending to her rose bush in Louisville and mm-hmm. uh, in the West End. So not a big plot of land, but just small enough to where it was good for her. And um, there's also within this zine, there's a plantable page, which okay. has been like the major endeavor that I've been working on because if there's anything that I want this multimedia zine to to do is um, allow for communities that are, you know, in food deserts or that don't have access to like the plants that a lot of us have or whatever, but to be able to like learn how to take this zine, um, which is sustainable, mm-hmm. take this plantable page and the seeds that come with it and plant their own plants where they are. Um, I, the goal I hope is for this to be free and available in like libraries and community centers in black and brown communities. Um, I have started a GoFundMe to work on the first hundred copies and that's um, the work right now and hopefully grant 
funding can come a little later, just again, because I don't want this to be, I want this to be available for us um, because it's our stories that are encapsulated um, and that are just, you know, remembered. Uh, I would love in 20 years people to be able to pull from it and say like, great, I, you know, I could tell my story and nobody else had to, you know, and there was a platform that gave me the the, the um, space to tell it. So mm. that's I love that. And I, I know that will be something incredible. If mm-hmm. there's anything that you need from me, please do not hesitate to ask if, you know, you have a platform right here. If there's anything that you, mm. you know, you need, I can open up my yeah. space to you um, to kind of help make that even more possible than I know is already going to be. Um, I think that's so dope. Just have to say that. I do. I love that. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so once again, Jai, thank you for Mm -hmm. joining me on this show. This has been an incredible conversation. I feel like we can talk for another hour, (laughs) (laughs) but I will keep it at this hour. Before we head out, please let my listeners know where they can follow you, um, your website, how they can support you, all of that great stuff. Yeah, so I am a plant consultant currently um, hosting plant consultations, uh, virtual consultations in person in Chicago right now. Um, And I also do plant coaching starting actually in mid-June. So around when this is released, you will have already heard that I will be doing repotting workshops and services for both boutiques and um, individuals in their homes. So the, you know, the work is growing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to book um, an appointment or any of those things, you can just go to my Calendly and sign up. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of that information or where to follow you in the show description. Um, to all of my listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this show. Please take mm-hmm. a moment and follow this incredible, incredible, incredible person. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, but make sure you follow her, support her. And until next time, like I always say, love, peace, and propagate.